Thank you for tuning in to the sermon webcast of Living Savior. We are one church serving in two locations, Asheville and Hendersonville, North Carolina. For more information, go to lsavior.org. Christmas is for the children. That's what Warren and Wanda said this year. Warren and Wanda couldn't figure out what to give one another for Christmas. So they didn't give one another anything, but that left more to get gifts for the children in their lives. Christmas is for the, the children. That's what, what Wendy always says at this time of year. Wendy hardly ever goes to church. She doesn't feel she needs to. But she always goes with her family on Christmas Eve because she wants her children to hear that great story of Jesus' birth. And she wants them to learn those heartwarming Christmas carols. Christmas is for the children. That's what Wayne said this year. Wayne spent several days of his Christmas holiday putting together a home entertainment center that covered an entire wall in his family room. He's telling everybody this is not because of his addiction to Saturday and Sunday football games. This is for the children in his household. You hear people say that a lot, don't you? Christmas is for the children, many of them well-meaning when they say that. I would say there's, there are few joys as memorable as watching the anticipation of a child and then the excitement of a child on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But you're not going to be too surprised when you recognize your Heavenly Father also says that to you and about you. According to God's own word, Christmas is for the children of God. Christmas is for the children of God who in his kindness he has adopted and redeemed. Christmas is for the children of God who in his compassion he lifts up and carries in his arms. Picture the the kindest person you've ever known. You doing that? You're picturing somebody, the, the kindest person you've ever known. A grandparent, maybe? A teacher that you once had? Your mother? As you picture that person, the kindest you've ever known, the one whom the prophet Isaiah is describing for us is way beyond that. Isaiah is determined that everyone who reads his book, everyone who heard his preaching in his day, would hear about the one who is kinder than anyone we can remember, anyone we can imagine. His words, I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised. Yes, the many good things he has done for the house of Israel, any, any prophet worth, worth his sandals could recite things like that. How God, the Lord, had adopted not only Abraham, but his descendants after him to be 
God's own children. How God had rescued his children from slave masters in Egypt and escorted them safely through the Red Sea. Any, any Old Testament believer could, could recite the kindnesses of the Lord as they, as they went through their history that they, that they were compelled to learn so well. How, how God had, after rescuing them and escorting them to safety, gave them this land. Remember what it was called? It was a land flowing with milk and honey. And how he, he helped them conquer the land, though they were outnumbered under the leadership of Joshua, the kindnesses of the Lord. How the Lord had giving, given them wise leaders like Gideon and Samson and Samuel. How he'd given them victories through David. How he'd... he'd shown them miracles that, through his prophets like Elijah and, and, and given them courage through a man named Daniel. All the kindnesses of the Lord that every Israelite was able to, to recite. Not that his children were worthy of that, What's your picture of an Old Testament Israel? Mine is the Old Testament Israelites were always complaining. Whatever God gave them was never quite enough for them. The, the grumbling of the Israelites notorious. And then, of course, it became more severe than that. The grumbling became turning to other gods and worshiping them. Perhaps they would give the Israelites what they wanted. The, the Israelites, some of them would curse the name of the Lord as they'd worship another deity. Of course, those Israelite children may be not all that different from God's children today. I complain a whole lot more often than I should. You too. I get worried that it's been okay so far, God, but can you really come through in my future? What's this coming year going to be like as, as I think of, of the things that could happen? Fear about the Lord. Maybe cursing with his name is not your weakness, but is... Is praising his name before others your strength? Maybe out of control anger is not your failure, but is being genuinely patient with those who don't do what you want, what you need? Is genuine patience your strength? What if God were that judge? who not only knew all the things that you said and all the things that you thought, but he knew his law perfectly. And every day at the end of the day, he would just go down the list of all the times you failed to keep his law. Christmas tells us that when his children were false, God was true. God kept his promise and bought his children back from, from our natural ungodliness. Galatians chapter 4, 
when the time had fully come. God sent his son, born of a woman. See her in the artwork, of course. Born of a woman. Next phrase, born under law, God's law, that we might receive the full rights of sons, of heirs, as, as the apostle says. So the Son of God, his redemption was not just that he was born to a virgin that holy night, but that every day he lived under God's law as we are under God's law and yet never broke it, never failed. His, his redemption of, of, of all the, the undeserving children of God is, is in a life that was, was fully obedient to the Father's law in every way. And then, of course, he, he completed the redemption on his blood-stained cross and gave you his Holy Spirit to lay upon your heart that that work was for you, for your forgiveness, for your salvation, for your obedience to the law. Oftentimes we use this word Savior for Christ. The angels sang he's a Savior born in, in Bethlehem, Christ the Lord. We rightly also use the word substitute. That my obedience to God's law is in Christ. And yours is as well. Perfectly so. Surely they are my people. Sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior, their substitute. In his great mercy, he redeemed them. There's always a reason why, why Christians want to be kind at this time of the year. And you kind of think of that. What, what are, what, what's a kindness that I can show, that I can demonstrate during these particular 12 days? So Christians think of, uh, especially of those who are hungry or hurting or helpless and wonder what, what kindness might I bring? Or, or we think of friendships that got broken and, and wonder how can that friendship be restored? Or we think of, of someone who, who maybe thinks less of us because of something that was said and it wasn't intended to be they, this way but it was perceived as, as, as thoughtless or heartless. How can I be kind at this time of year in particular and apologize and restore that which was once so good. The reason for that, the reason for that is not just because we're hearing Christmas carols, and it's certainly not because we feel some sort of obligation that we ultimately can't fulfill. The reason for that is that God has been so kind to us. Christmas is for the children of God to celebrate God's kindness to me, to you. And yeah, Christmas is for the children of God to show his kindness to others. Christmas is for the children. That's what Grandpa Wilbur and Grandma Winnie said to one another. Their grandson lives nearby. 
their grandson's father is not around and their grandson's mother works such long hours that during Christmas vacation he's, uh, he's not at school so he's mostly alone. So grandma and grandpa picked him up on a, on a Christmas a day following Christmas and they spent the whole day with him. Took him to a movie that he wanted to see. Took him out for, for a meal together took him to, to see all the Christmas, in, in, in Christmas lights in town, wanted to spend time with him because they said Christmas is for the, the children. A kindness shown, right? The prophet is telling us, of course, it goes way beyond that, way beyond just grandparents to grandson or even one friend to another. Christmas is God to us. That there in the manger is the, the kindness of God in the flesh. God having become one of us. Who in his compassion picked up his children and carried them all the days of old. You know what compassion is. Compassion is something you, you feel right here, or maybe even right here, when somebody else is hurting, when somebody else is, is having difficulty. God has always had a compassion for the needs of his people. Even, even when his adopted children, Israel, made problems for themselves, God did not back away and harden his heart toward them. He felt what they were having difficulty with and he would send prophets and others to, to, to direct them back to himself. God in his kindness ultimately becoming one of us. I don't know if I said that last paragraph as clearly as I wanted to. God's kindness toward you, the Bible describes and, and shows in a really unique way. It's it, his, his compassion as well. He knows what you're going through, not just in his all-knowingness of all things, but because God in Christ became your brother. So that he would know what it's like to be a human being in a difficult world. And he would know what it was like to have family members who had difficulties and to have friends who were struggling and even to have struggles in his own household. So God, in his compassion, became Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh, so that he could, right here, in a really marvelous way, know what it is that makes life difficult for his people. <coughs> a redeemed and adopted child of God needs to recognize that. When you're wondering how you're going to make it through, I don't know, how you're going to make it through high school and college and, and all the, the grown-up things that follow. When you're wondering how you're going to make it through a big change that is occurring in your life. You gotta know that your father is compassionate. 
And that in his compassion, he does what the prophet says. He lifts you up and he carries you. That's what a father does for his children. That's what God does for you. When you're concerned about a particular trouble in your household, something having to do with your child or your grandchild or, 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 or your sister or your brother, when you're concerned about that, you want to know God has compassion in Christ. He knows exactly what that's like. And in his compassion, his father picks you up and carries you. Child of God. We've got this thing that we like to say, God helps those who help themselves. There's a lot of times in life when you don't know how to help yourself. You're not capable of helping yourself. And you realize that it's not about what I can accomplish. I put my trust in my Heavenly Father who will carry me through this difficulty and grant the outcome that he wants because he has compassion for me. And what he wants and what he wills is for my everlasting blessing. Christmas is for the children of God. That's what, uh, th that's what, what, what Wiley and Whitney said this year. So they took their children to Disney World, spent a whole day at Disney riding the rides, looking at the Disney characters, and at the end of the day, their littlest one just kind of lost it. Couldn't take another step. He was tired and crabby. So what, what, did, what did his daddy do? Wiley picked him up and held him in his arms, and when he finally stopped squawking, he put his head down on his shoulder, and he closed his eyes, and he fell asleep, and Wiley carried him for the rest of the day. Isn't that a picture of what your Heavenly Father does for you? That when it seems as though you just can't take another step, when you kind of lose it in your worry or in your concern or in your weakness, God is your father. And you are his child. In his kindness, he adopted you and redeemed you. And in his compassion, as the prophet says, he lifts you up and carries you. I think in humility... And yet Christmas joy, we recognize that happens much more often than we realize. God carried me through this. My father carried me through that. That finally helps us understand, yeah, Christmas and all that Christ has done is for the children of God. Whatever age they are, however long they have known that. God bless you with such Christmas faith. Amen. Amen.